we made it. Do you feel different? All the problems <laughs> are gone. Yep. All the world's problems are gone. Mm-hmm. 2020 2021. <laughs> I was going to say 2020 is in the past. 2021, all your problems are gone. That's nice. the slogan. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if there was ever a New Year's that, you know, I was... I just sort of passively experienced. Like, I I know we had our thing for New Year's Eve, but I didn't. given how bad 2020 was, you'd think I would care more about 2021. I don't really care. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's going to be a better year than 2020, but I also think there's, um, you know, we're sensible enough to, keep our expectations low. I think that's something that 2020 taught us. I don't want to yeah, put the cart before the horse and get too excited. And, you know, we were just joking about it. Like think that, oh, we turned the calendar. So now everything's mm. going to magically be better. I think we know it's still going to be a while. I never was amped for a new year. The last time I can remember being, I don't know, excited or anticipating a new year had to have been 2000. That's what I was going to say. Because yeah. we all thought everything was Y2K. going to break. Yeah. <laughs> and this is before I was heavily reliant on the internet. Right. And I just, oh, my computer's going to break. Meh. Right. And uh, ever since then, it's just been... Another year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 2021 was no different. And you would think because of everything that happened, you'd be a little... Well, I would be. Or people would be. A little more excited. I, I don't, you know, social media. Welcome to, <laughs> while she's napping, I'm Adam. And I'm Cindy. You, it's social media posts, no one cared. No one cared. No one's talking about how excited they are for 2021. Uh, I think people are. But like I said, I think there's that sort of lens of apprehension. <laughs> Not wanting to get too excited and then be disappointed if it takes a long time. Do you think people just think things are just going to normalize for 2021? At least midway? Yeah. That's what I, I think Oof. we still have a few pretty dark months immediately ahead of us. And I think that's what's kind of holding back the excitement. I think there's also in terms of COVID for me, I'm anticipating a post-holiday surge mm. pretty much everywhere. So the ne- like starting, you know, in the next like seven to 10 days, I feel like things are going to get really bad and it's going to be rough for a couple more months before it starts to really turn the corner. Well, speaking of uh, turning the corner, <laughs> segue points, we, uh, we're we doing pretty well with this project that we started as a result of the pandemic, I guess, or yeah. not not really. But We started this in March. Well, it wasn't really a result of the pandemic. It was just something we thought we should do and it happened to be right. we during had been, the pandemic. Yeah, we had been thinking about it and talking about it for a little while. And then when we when the stay-at-home orders and everything went into place, we're like, well, Might now's well the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, that being said, each quarter, so each uh, every three months, we've been uh, seeing approximately 1,000 downloads happen. And this quarter from uh, September to December was no different. So we are celebrating our 3,000th download, although 
we are far beyond that presently, mm-hmm. but it's something that we failed to discuss last week. So we thank you for uh, the support. We thank you for continuing to listen, and we thank you for interacting with us. This has been uh, a growing project, and I'm happy with yeah. where we're at. I mean, we're talking to people all over the world, or people all over the world are listening to us. Mm-hmm. That's so. been a great way for us to stay connected and branch out and connect with even more people, given that we're stuck at home. <laughs> yeah. And uh, meeting new people. Shout out to Chris and Sarah. We spent New Year's Eve with you guys, MySpace with mm-hmm. you. What is the new Sailing Victoria? Sailing Victoria. Mm-hmm. They That's didn't a go. New adventure. With salty, salty semen. semen with you. <laughs> I thought I thought that was a home run. <laughs> I I said that last week or a few days ago, I guess. I was um, creating our new Bachelorette. Or, well, now it's the Bachelor Fantasy League, um, which is just the four of us. The, you know, yeah, us and I, won. Chris and Sarah. I won the Bachelorette. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do a whole episode. Yeah, I'm the champion. I know. I know. You got lucky. Anyway, I'm paying attention this time, so watch out. Anyway, I was thinking that should well, have been Well, hold on. Our... Did you know I was the champion of that? Oh. That I won it? Really? Yeah, I won the whole no thing. No way. Yeah. Oh. Never watched Good an episode know. of The Bachelorette and yeah. I won. I know. I was the only one in the league who had ever really watched any of The Bachelor franchise. The champion. Yeah, you won. I'm I won. embarrassed. I'm, but I'm, I'm out for blood this season. The so. champion. Yeah. Anyway, Salty Seaman with You should have been our league name for, for the yes. Fantasy League. Maybe next time. Or maybe I could, I could probably change it. Ah, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but shout out to Chris and Sarah. Uh, glad to see that you're sailing Victoria. Yeah. And you guys technically are semen. <laughs> it's official. Like by definition. Yeah. You are semen. Anyways, uh, that being said, this has been a great project for us. We wish uh, that you guys, we hope rather, that everybody is enjoying what you're hearing. And we in t- uh, intend to give more content leading forward. Uh, there's no one in sight, at least in my book, until you tell me to leave. Um, <laughs> then I'll do it from my phone, I guess. But yeah, I, I, I've been having a whole lot of fun with this. It's been sort of a, um, I don't know. I don't want to say a break from reality, but it's, it's a good way to just, I don't know, word salad. Yeah. After a week mm-hmm. of dealing with the, with the world. Yep. You know, anyways, uh, so if you like what you're hearing, if you like what you've heard, if you enjoy our show, we we appreciate the uh, support. We appreciate the downloads. Please subscribe to the show, whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts fixed from. Please subscribe to the show. And especially if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us five stars and a quick review. As I mentioned before, that does absolutely nothing for your ranking status on the Apple Podcast charts. It's just a nice vanity product. Project. It makes us look cool. We're not cool. So just give us five stars, <laughs> overcompensate for our lack of coolness, and we'll be good to go. Also, if you'd like to interact with us uh, on Facebook or wherever you, uh, I don't know, get your social media fix from, you can. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash while she's napping, on Instagram at while she's napping, on Twitter at she's napping pod, or you can email us at while she's napping at gmail.com. Yeah, speaking of Chris and Sarah, it was cool (laughs) to see um, how people celebrate the new year on the West Coast. Yeah, that's right. 
It's like the East Coast is king when it comes to to New Year's. Well, because they dropped the ball in New York, so they're on Eastern Standard Time. But at the same time, with the West Coast, it's like, we don't have to stay up till midnight. Right. They got to celebrate it with us, and then they could just go to bed. (laughs) Or we can experience it twice. Yeah, so I saw a really genius parenting hack from one of the accounts I follow on Instagram. YouTube the old one. Or that, or you could do it with... um, I forget which location they chose, but it was another time zone in the world that was like streaming their yeah. ball drop equivalent of, you know, celebrating midnight their time. Yeah. It was like Dubai or something, <laughs> their big um, New Year's celebration. And so it was like 6.30 p.m. their time here right. in the U.S. Yeah. And they tricked their kids into thinking that they stayed up till midnight for New Year's. Right. And then they got to send them to bed at normal time. I'm surprised we lost. <laughs> Until midnight, and yeah. then at, I it was like twelve oh five, and we're oh, like, "I'm done. We made it." Twelve oh one. I said, "I'm going to bed. Yeah. I'm done." Yeah, we did but, it. Uh, it was cool because that was the first time I actually thought of, "Oh yeah, the the time zones are weird." Yeah, and you know, we get to we get to see how people celebrate mm-hmm. with us here <laughs> in a room with you. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so what's on the docket today? We're going to look forward to 2021, this year that is an enigma to us. Yeah, yeah. Last week we did a, a reflection on 2020, which was pretty doom and gloom, I mm. think. But it is what it is. So this this time, yeah, we're going to talk about the year coming up and some of our expectations and some of the resolutions that we received from our listeners. Um, and we're going to, I think, wrap up with some sort some- of... Bold predictions? Yeah, hot takes or bold predictions that we have for the year. Okay. So how do you want to begin? You want to talk about resolutions? Well, why don't we, really quick, I want to wrap up the 2020 reflection. because we. (laughs) I took a shot in the dark and just posted that after we recorded our episode uh, to see if anyone had anything else that they would remember about 2020 or any significant events that, you know, we might have missed or if they wanted to kind of vote for one of the things that we talked about sure. um, as being the thing that they would most remember. And th- I realized that I kind of thought of it as I was posting, I'm like, this is kind of a silly question. Like everyone's going to remember 2020 for COVID. Right. Like it was the year of a global pandemic, uh, like nothing we've ever seen before and nothing hopefully that we'll ever see in our lifetime again. So yeah, no surprise. That was the answer we received for that question. Mm. Um, so it seems like we pretty, I think we covered a pretty broad range of all the, I mean, a lot happened in 2020. I think we covered a lot of it last week. Um, so yeah, thanks to those who answered that sort of obvious question. <laughs> Just kind of confirmed what we were going with anyway. Basically. Yeah. yeah. It makes you wonder, uh, back in 1918, you know, they experienced the the flu then, the H1N1 outbreak. What happened in 1919? You know, you don't hear anything about it. What do they do? I, I know this, it didn't last nearly as long mm. as what's, what we're experiencing right now. Yeah, I don't know. There wasn't, was there a vaccine? I mean, that was a long time ago. No, I, don't I, think, d- I were... think they went all herd. Wow. I yeah, think, so, I could be wrong Well, that's about why that. so many people died Yeah. in that pandemic, yeah. That's Makes the only wonder. plausible thing. I, I will, I'm going to look that up. Everybody says when it comes to uh, what we're experiencing with COVID, they're saying nothing's ever going to be the same. Everything's going to be different. You know, but I mean, 
so one of two things has to be true. In 1917, things were radically different than post-1918 flu, or things went back to normal. And if things went back to normal with the 1918 flu, why can't things go back to normal after this? I think it depends on what you mean by normal. I think now in our modern era, there are things that we did to adapt that weren't available to people in 1918. Like I think when people say, um, you know, things are always going to be different. I think it's things like we're more comfortable with technology and you like that kind of stuff. I don't think that's what they're insinuating. Then what do they mean? That will never be, I mean, like comfortable in a crowded room with people and stuff. I mean, I think that's just going to take time. I mean, I, it's not like our kid who's two and a half right now is never going to go to a concert. Like when she's, in her late teens, early 20s, yeah, she's going to be going saying. to concerts. So things are going to be this back to normal. Yeah, I think the things that will might remain, especially in the short term, is like I think people might be hesitant or more likely if there's an option to go to an event that's going to be really crowded indoors or whatever, they might opt out and do something different or just I think it's just going to you kind of have to like we have to teach ourselves over again how to interact. I don't think normally. so. I think they're going to be like fuck fests everywhere uh, maybe but I, I yeah no people are gonna <laughs> go as soon as the cdc gives the thumbs up i think it'll probably happen sooner but well, i don't think it's just gonna be like one day the cdc is, is gonna announce and say okay life is normal no no no. i think eventually there will be a day where the cd says cdc says everyone or enough people rather are vaccinated that it's safe to resume large public uh, gatherings, large public outings such as concerts, yeah. full capacity. I think sports that's just going to happen gradually, location by location. Yeah, but once the final location happens, <laughs> I guess I just feel like it's going to be messier than that because the whole thing has been so messy. I don't know. See, it, it, it makes me wonder though if things were radically different in 1917 and from 1919 rather up until this point. That was the new normal, which was just normal for us because mm-hmm. that's, you know, I, I can't. I, that seems weird to me. Yeah. It just seems more likely that these things are overblown and people are overdramatic when they say, oh, things will never be the same. No, they will. They will. They- I, I think it's going to be different. People are going to approach it differently. I think they're like. I think it's more likely that you're going to be very comfortable within your own sort of circle and, you know, seeing your extended family and your friends and everything, especially because you can you can keep track of people who've been vaccinated within that circle and you can feel comfortable like, well, especially if if for whatever reason you can't get the vaccine or your kids can't get the vaccine, you know that you're the people you're with have all been vaccinated if that's the case so you can feel comfortable being with them but in the case of going to a concert or some large gathering you have no idea so until you're well that's not true Ticketmaster is requiring people like a scan yeah Uh, but i think if you're that i feel like that's only going to be an issue for people who can't be vaccinated or Mm. aren't like in line yet for you know for the vaccination but so until at least that's how i'm approaching it as someone who's ex- will be first in line whenever I'm eligible <laughs> to right. get the vaccine, um, I'll feel more comfortable going out into public because I'll feel protected. But until then, I'll still probably only want to be around other people who have been vaccinated. Well, we'll see. I don't want to bury the lead on our 2021 predictions. Yeah. So do you want to talk resolutions now? Is that 
the only thing you wanted to bring up when it came to reflecting on 2020? Um, well, the only other thing was, uh, so I'm totally ripping this from another podcast I listened to. Um, the NPR Politics Podcast did a little segment on, you know, everyone's so, you know, anxious to bid farewell to 2020 and talking about how shitty it was. Um, and they had a segment talking about what are the things from 2020 that you actually want to hold on to? What are the things that you want to see come with us into 2021 and, you know, and and so on. So I'm From 2020? You. Yeah. What are the things that I want to maintain? Yeah, as shitty of a year as, as it was, what are the things that you want to keep from 2020? Oof. Like good things that came out of it. Personally or? Yeah, or otherwise. Well, the show. Well, yeah. We already talked about that. Uh, Josh <laughs> Allen. <laughs> yeah, well, he's young, so you'll have King. him for a while. Yeah. King Josh. Uh... What was the final score today? 56 to 20-something. We're recording this Sunday evening. Yeah. Uh, Bills are the two seed. Uh, I don't know. uh, Again, I've I've referenced this before. By and large, my life hasn't really changed. So it's just another year that has, um, for me personally, has just, you know, maintained... But I guess uh, publicly and socially more of an awareness towards, um, you know, minority groups and uh, people of color and uh, racial inequality. I think that really tapped into something important and something that we're, you know, maybe not as actively as we ought to, but we, we are becoming more and more aware of, of the inequalities. Um, I think that was really cool to see and well, you know what I mean? The I awareness mean. of it was, yeah. was a positive, um, and the steps <clears throat> or rather the attempted steps, um, to begin course correcting. Obviously it's not just a, a brush that you can say, all right, we're good. Much like COVID. Um, but yeah, I, I think that was outside of the pandemic, We've referenced this last show, uh, the biggest thing to happen in 2020. Right. I agree. I think the pandemic, uh, we, we did talk about this last week, how it like, you know, gave space for people to get more engaged and right. more learning about that kind of stuff. And same thing with politics. And so, yeah, I hope to see that continue. And I think, I you know, I was I mentioned earlier about technology and stuff. But seriously, I mean, I work in an office where I normally, um, you know, interact with people who are located in different geographic areas and uh people are have before covid were not comfortable with video chatting it was like awkward and weird and you never knew if the other person was going to turn their video on or just call you through the the audio and like that has been totally normalized i think and i think for me since i do have a lot of colleagues that even in a non-pandemic situation i talk with often on the phone i think we will probably continue to talk through video and i i think it encourages and you know helps with the connection and work relationship so i I hope that that continues should have invested in zoom yeah well and a lot more people i really hope i mean it still happens all the time but i think people have are getting much better at it in terms of like not muting yourself on zoom and having just all those technical difficulties like people have gone through the experience of planning huge conferences and huge right. virtual events um with all these new creative things like using breakout groups and all this stuff that we never really took advantage of before because we didn't need to um 
So I'm I'm kind of glad that we all had to take that crash course. <laughs> yeah. I think it'll make things a lot easier for me, at least in my professional life. Uh yeah. I, I, I don't know that there's really anything else that I want to. I it's not I think that... we're gonna value our time with our friends and family a lot more. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that tie into this when it comes to bold predictions when it comes to twenty twenty one that um I, I feel that if I reference those now, I'll bury the lead for later. So let's right, we'll let's just it. move forward. Okay. Um. So what's on, what's next on the docket? Resolutions. Yeah. Why don't they last? It's always <sighs> all right. I can't say always. It's mostly. It's most of the time health related. Right. New year, new you. Yeah. That's the cliche. It's always the same me, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> I don't ever really remember this art. So the the one New Year's resolution I had that I followed through with was back in 2016 saying, I'm going to start a podcast. Right. And, you know, di- didn't have any expectations, didn't have any um, sort of uh, ambition to make it anything. I just said, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to talk about sports and talk about Toronto sports and just see where it goes. And that, to me, is one of the coolest resolutions I had for reasons we've touched on before um, in our On Letting Go episode. But otherwise, it's always health-related. It's always, I'm going to lose weight. It's It's never been... A, I'm speaking personally. It's never been, I'm going to lose X amount of pounds or I'm going to put on X amount of muscle or I'm going to be able to do, I don't know, X amount of pull-ups. There was never a number. It's just, it was always, I have to get my shit together. I can feel the pants tightening up. I'm going to have <laughs> one last banger yeah. on New Year's Eve. Unless that falls like on a Thursday, then I'll continue that binge up until the Sunday and then the Monday. Monday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so shout out to all the dads or all the moms or anybody that said, all right, January 1st, going to start losing weight. 4th. And then January <laughs> 2nd saying, I'll eh, wait till Monday. Yeah. <laughs> I was totally guilty of that this yeah. weekend. Um, yeah, I think there's probably, there's a lot of psychology behind the why don't resolutions work question. I think there are plenty of people who have studied that and have a good understanding of why that's the case. Um, I think that, Part of is it, it because is because it's too monumental. I think people, yeah, over um, overreach with their goals. And I think there's also something to be said for when goals aren't, like you said, you've never made it like I'm going to do X number of pull-ups or like have yeah. like a tangible. I think there's a whole thing about smart goals. Like, I don't know if you've ever been, if you've had to do that, smart goals. What's that? It's it's an acronym for. Oh, so it's not like it's iPhone? Like, it's no, it's like. <laughs> A, a goal that has a timetable attached to it. It's measurable. It's achievable. Oh, it's no. It's like no. has it, it has these five categories of things that make it a good attainable goal. Um, and so I just think a lot of people don't like really think through the goals. Like you said, they're just like, I just got to get my shit together. And so, yeah, that's a very like type A thing. <laughs> I think having smart goals and just part of like strategic planning and thinking and visioning and stuff. But um Yeah, I think there's just, I think at least for me, I've always had those similar types of goals of starting a new workout program or whatever. And, um, but I, when we talked about like diet culture and all that on another episode, but, um, I think for this year, I think it's really acceptable to be easy on ourselves (laughs) because like I said, because of 2020, 
I think, well, all of 2020, I was really pretty easy on myself. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I tend to disagree with you because we've had, for all intents and purposes, we'll say nine months. Right, because the first quarter of 2020 was pretty normal. Normal, yeah. Right, so we'll say we had nine months of having this sort of, don't worry about it, it's a pandemic. And I agree with that. But it still is, just because we turned the calendar doesn't I know, change that. But there is some sort of mental, I don't know, switch that you have to flip. And starting now before things start to normalize might benefit you. And well, I'm not so saying live normally, I'm just saying get yourself ready. Right. And so that's what I was going to say is that I'm not focusing. Normally, I feel like a smart goal would be like to set a number or set a a tangible like actual figure of something that you want to achieve and with a timeline. And I feel like doing it more of just like I want to improve my self-care with X, Y and Z, whatever that is like. Or I just don't think it should be tied to I want to lose 20 pounds. Or no, I want to no, no, lose no, the weight no, I put no. on in 2020. Or It doesn't have to be health related. Right? But you know that that's the default. That mostly, I think I, I just feel I like it. there's probably a lot of people who feel guilty about the choices that they made in 2020 and that they did probably take this easier approach and kind of like not beating themselves up about if they put on weight or haven't been on their game with working out or whatever. And I think... Can't relate. I know. <laughs> But not everyone is you, Mr. 4 a.m. working out every day. Some of I, I'm just saying like 2020 took its toll and part of being anxious and having depression or feeling this isolation and these other yeah. mental health issues are, you know, being really tired, having insomnia, things like that. So there are a lot of people who can't just turn that off and get up at 4 a.m. No, 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 no. I'm, I, I get that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, you know, we we can say we've had our nine months to sort of uh, be in our own element for good reason. And if you want to extend it to to March and say the full year, that's fine. I'm sympathetic to all that. But I do think there is a level of personal responsibility where we have to say to ourselves, okay, at this point, um, maybe, you know, stress eating, maybe uh, sitting in front of, assuming you don't have children, sitting in front of the television all day because you're out of work, Uh, just sort of wasting the day away um, isn't beneficial for my mental health. Maybe I need to take steps to start improving that, whether it's to, it doesn't have to be exercise, whether it's meditation or reading a book, something, something to better your circumstances, something to boost those endorphins in you to lead towards feeling more positive. And eventually when things quote-unquote normalize you're ready to embrace it and you feel good yeah. about the person you are walking out into the quote-unquote normal, war- I normal agree. world I, I I guess I'm just saying I feel like there's more of a focus this year rightfully so on mental health and self-care than on lose the weight you put on over oh, the yeah, holidays yeah. maybe like, that's part of it maybe Maybe I should sign up for, not me personally, but someone saying, look, I've been struggling with this. Maybe it's time I sign up for a Zoom therapy session. That's what I'm, that's my resolution. I'm going to go back to therapy. That's, but that's what I'm saying. Maybe that is something that someone, it doesn't have to be losing weight related. Right. That's my point is that most years, that's what it is. That's all you see is New Year's resolutions about, um, you know, losing weight, exercising, joining a gym, whatever. Like it's. I'm I'm glad to see I've, I'm still seeing that kind of stuff online and on social media of 
people advertising the quick fixes for losing your holiday weight and all that. But this year, I j- it's not as prevalent as it usually is. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see that well, because most that shouldn't be the priority. Gyms are, are closed. Well, they're trip. not closed. They're just limited. Or limited, right. But um, I just, I really think that the new year doesn't mean that you're going to be able to flip a switch and get your mental health in check and get your habits back on track and, oh, and I, all that. I but that. I, I, I'm yeah. saying, but I agree with you that it's like, there's this mentality of it being a fresh start to do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. Right. And I feel like we have, at least for us, it's a pretty, it's become kind of a routine thing that after Christmas, when we take down all our decorations and we take down the tree, we go on this cleaning spree and organizing yeah, spree. And part, we have to because, you know, our daughter gets new toys. We have new things like new clothes. We have to rotate things out like and we're putting away the Christmas decorations and realize what a fucking mess our storage closets yeah. are and stuff. And we just go on a binge and like one thing leads to another. and We just have we're cleaning and organizing the whole house. And it really does make a difference. I think it makes you just feel like I have a fresh start. Yeah, we, we hung up a, a wine rack today. Yeah. And I found myself actively going into the kitchen so I can look at it. That's it. <laughs> just to stare just at to it. Just to look at it. Yeah. And you took a picture and sent it to a bunch of people. <laughs> I sent it to my mom. Yeah. And one of your friends. Yeah. And my dad. Yeah. Who got, he, my dad built us those shelves for Christmas. They're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there is something to that effect. And, you know, when it comes to resolutions, again, it doesn't have to be weight loss related. And I know that's the go-to. And I do think that the reason why it fails is because the expectations or the you know, for lack of a better way to put it, the goals are unreasonable. Right. Um, and that's why I don't put a number on things. It's it, for me personally. And again, this is not me bragging or anything, but I'm I feel good about my physical health that I don't I no longer need to have that resolution again um, year after year. And I think that's what's frustrating. It's the resolution isn't a year-long process. I don't think people look at weight loss resolutions and say, okay, this is going to be um, from January to December, I'm going to establish healthier eating habits. Um, I think what the majority of people do is they'll say, okay, I'm going to start January until I feel good about myself and then I'll go or I lose a certain amount of weight or whatever. Yeah. And then I'll, you know, right. then I'm free to do it again. I think you know, things I'm free that are, to eat that way right, again. Right. You reach your goal and then you reward yourself by going back to yeah. the old habits. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I think for me, in terms of my health and, you know, physical health and exercise, um, I'm not going to focus on my weight. I think I want to focus on um, flexibility and stretching yeah, yeah. and because it makes me feel better, like in terms sure. of my joints and like not being sore as much as I can't do things like go to the chiropractor or go get a massage or whatever during COVID. Um, yeah, I've been hurting. And I, yeah. I, I, last year, my resolution, I did keep my resolution was to go back to dance. Yeah. And I did yeah. that and yeah. it was awesome. But again, it wasn't because I wanted to lose 20 pounds. It was because wanted I wanted it. to do it because I love it. And um, if I got in better shape in the process, then great. But that wasn't the goal. Yeah. So I want to take the same approach this year. And I don't want I don't want to get twisted here. I'm not saying, all right, you you've you know sulked in your sorrows for nine months. Now it's time to fucking nut up. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we've had nine months of grueling shit as a planet to deal with when it comes to this pandemic. We usually have New Year's resolutions. I know things are still relatively, if not just as limited as they have been. Um, 
depending on where you live, you might have these um, things available to you uh, in in more of a normal way than we do here in Rhode Island, right? So maybe if you're seeking some sort of uh, therapy, therapy sessions, maybe where you live, you can do in-person therapy sessions. Um, I'm not sure that that's available in Rhode Island. Maybe it is, um, but that's at your own discretion. So if you feel more comfortable with a Zoom therapy session, more power to you. My point is, is that we've had nine months to sort of sulk in this and or rather experience this, absorb it. And I think as just a kickstart, just a little kick in the bum, we can say, OK, January 1st, um, I'm going to try to do something to to just better my situation. I'm, I'm going to take the ball myself because I can't rely on the outside world as much as I used to be able to pre-pandemic in order to just have these things available for me. I think there's a, a, a that that initial first step to say, I'm going to take this and and run with it on my own volition and use the, although limited, the resources I have available to me in order to better my circumstances, whether that's mental, physical, whatever, it doesn't matter. I think starting that process in the beginning, in January 1st or the 4th or whatever, um, and then you're the, once things normalize and you're able to be outside, be around people, you're you're just mentally, at least, whether, again, weight loss or not, mentally better prepared to be in those situations, mm-hmm. right? Because if it's if it's a mental health thing um and you're struggling yes you want to have that social interactions i imagine that is what is uh triggering these these uh i don't know uh, well it can it? be yeah, yeah component of right feeling the, depressed and isolated de- yeah. and anxious yeah i don't know necessarily that the solution to that is when you're able to have large gatherings again just to jump in full force that well, there might be before. some sort of culture shock to I that i think everybody's going to have to do that on their own Right, and maybe you need this opportunity for the next X amount of months to prepare yourself for that, right? Or if it's uh, strictly vanity and strictly you put on a lot of weight and you want to lose it, uh, maybe in your head you're like, well, I I know I put on a lot of this weight. I know I don't really fit into my clothes. I know I'm going to have to go back to the office at some point. I really need to fit back. I can't wear my sweatpants. Yeah. (laughs) You know, well, just you can something. buy you can buy new clothes. And again, that's if not you can buy new that's not measuring your worth. It's just getting back in a situation where you feel good about yourself. And I'm not saying your weight makes you better or worse or makes you enables you to feel better about yourself necessarily, but there is a component of accomplishment that you achieve when you hit a goal and you'll just be I better prepared. I just think that the Top priority should just be taking care of ourselves and our mental health. And I'm just and saying, if you're going back to an office and you don't have clothes that fit you, you kind of got to do something about it. Yeah, you can buy new clothes, <laughs> but then you have to go to somewhere and try them on. You got to order it. You don't know who tried those on before you. I know, or you have to order online, try it on, send it back. You got to go to the post office. I know it's complicated process. I think more offices are gonna normalize wearing leggings. I don't know. I hope so. (laughs) Maybe the office business casual will lean more on the casual side post pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> I'm only bringing up weight loss success, the popular thing. It is. I know you can't avoid it around New Year's, yeah. but that's my point is I hope that people, I mean, every year, I hope that people don't get sucked into that, like, because it's usually not successful and it's not a healthy way to go about it. You know, it's, and I think this year more than ever, 
we we should not be putting that kind of pressure on ourselves. I don't know. There's something about walking out of a pandemic and I don't know. <laughs> just being like that guy had his shit together or that girl had her shit together when it comes to physically, but you don't know what's going on emotionally That's up what there. I'm saying. And you'd be yeah. like, I don't have my shit together. This is just something that maybe I use to cope with the yeah. situation. If yeah. when things are like completely out of control I can understand how if that's your thing like you get into this routine of, if you started working out at home right um, especially if you had more time on your hands than normal and that mm. ended up being your your way of you know taking control of things when you couldn't control anything else I mean that's totally reasonable too all right let's take a pause here um, when we come back after the break I do want to talk about some uh, some bold predictions okay for 2021 can't wait <laughs> So you touched on um, Zoom meetings and stuff. Um, when it comes to bold predictions, I don't know how much of these are necessarily bold, but I do think 2020 offered a glimpse as to how people are going to operate both professionally and personally um, or you know, casually heading into uh, this new year. So the first thing that I want to... Uh, address when it comes well, offer as a bold prediction is I think you know virtual meetings zoom meetings instead of in office giant meetings or whatever are going to become the norm and I think tied to that I do think people working from home a lot more companies are going to embrace that it's cheaper it's more convenient for the parent or for the individual working from home, it's almost, if not entirely impossible, to be late for, for work <laughs> if you're working from home. Um, and I think now that companies have seen, from my understanding and my research, people are getting more work or just as much work done at from working from home than they would at the office. Why would you want to pay for the for the headspace? or for the the rent for a giant building when you don't need that much space to utilize where whether it's offices or even the electricity you're using the water whatever mm -hmm. um yeah i think that's going to become normalized now i think it yeah i think it will be in some instances i think um 
in some cases it will be more permissible, but not necessarily like the norm that everyone does on a regular basis, but maybe on a situational basis. I think it will. Um, I don't know. I think it depends. I think in some cases, yes. But on the other hand, I can also see the value in being in person for for the sake of, you know, having um, like good interpersonal relationships with your colleagues and having that social aspect, I think is important for a team um, in a professional environment. And again, I'm talking from the perspective of someone who works with, I've always interacted virtually with a lot of colleagues who aren't located in the same office as I am. And it's been interesting though, having all of us be virtual and none of us interacting in person, I think in some ways has helped us connect more because we're all on the same page Right. Um, versus I think it can end up being sort of clicky if you have certain groups of people who are in person together. Because you just, you miss those kind of like, the t- you know cliche water cooler conversations you don't pass someone in the hallway or just check in to say hi like there are people that should text it's different though like there are people who i worked with who worked in the same building as me but aren't on my regular work team who i had good relationships with and friendships and i haven't talked to those people in like you know six eight months or whatever because I don't directly work with them on projects. We just kind of, we work in the same building and we help each other out with things when we need it. But um, I feel like there's a lost opportunity there because even though we don't work on the same project team, we would still bounce ideas off of each other or be able to share resources or whatever if we just stop and chat in the lunchroom. Like that is completely gone from my work culture. Yeah. And it's, but that's not necessary to be productive at work. It's just right, an it's added not, b- benefit. For sure. But I think individual. over time, I mean, that. but there are certain things that I'm, like I said, I think my interactions with my actual, I know it's weird that I have people in person in my building who aren't on my team, but then I have people who are on my team who don't work in my building, who I do have to work with on a regular basis. And those relationships, I think, have thrived even more with everybody being virtual but I'm missing the relationships of the people who don't work on my direct team. Well, but that's that what I'm used saying. I'm in. saying yeah. when it comes to the employer, they don't give a fuck about though. At the end of the day, they don't care about those um, water cooler. Con- no, no, no. But they care I'm about saying, production. Right. But those water cooler conversations have positively impacted my work on my team in the past. Like, I wonder how measurable that is. It's really hard to measure. That's what I'm saying. And I also, but I also think it's part of mental health. I think it's, it is pretty isolating to work alone all the time and it completely depends on your profession too and, That's and your saying. personality I, I think and for you that makes sense but i think by and large the majority of companies in the world don't have that sort of component maybe i think it's i i believe rather i i have nothing to base this on that a lot of the work is much more individualistic and if they can accomplish the same sort of uh goals for the company from the comfort of their own home I think companies are going to embrace that because now they're not paying for that building. They're not paying. No, for yeah, this. I know monetarily it would save money, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm more of a social person. Like I enjoy getting to know my coworkers. I got you. I, I know not everyone is like that, but I think that there's something to be said for teams who are generally more productive. I think generally have a healthy, um, you know, working relationship with their colleagues and have these interpersonal relationships and social component to what they do and i think it does make you more productive but that's just me (laughs) all right ready for me to squash your dreams oh god i don't think things are going to quote unquote normalize meaning 
not being able to worry about masks, not being able, sorry, not having to worry about masks, social distance, constantly sanitizing our hands until November. That's, I don't think that's, well, I don't think that's that much of a hot take. I think that that's I think people aren't assuming summer. Yeah, I think that's because summers generally, like I wish we had socialized more in the summer. I think we could have done more safe activities outside. Um, But I think it's all going to depend on the rate at which people get vaccinated and who you're interacting with. That's why. Because I don't think people are going to get vaccinated. And if you're in a group of people and you know that you've all had your vaccine, then you can interact normally. I don't think you have to worry about it. Right. But, if, but you got the Bill Gates 5G chip in. Yeah, yeah we're and, good. Yeah. But no, but then you're being tracked. You don't want that. Mm, yeah, because they don't. There's nothing like that that we do right now on Cause, our. Because they're going to specifically look at you, right, and see what you're doing. Yeah, because nothing, no, none of the other technology that we have right now does that. Yeah, but this is the Bill Gates 5G chip. Oh, this is different. Okay, you're the internet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we're the data already. But anyway. I don't. But you're the tower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I I think that that's been pretty consistent with the advice we've been given. Is that you know even once the vaccine starts rolling out in pretty high numbers, we have to continue wearing. I think it's going to be mask wearing and sanitizing all that in public because you don't know the person you're walking down the grocery aisle right. with if they have had their vaccine or not, and you don't know who in the grocery store is unable to get vaccinated or whatever and who's vulnerable no one's gonna fucking do that i promise you the majority of people the lay people just the normal everyday citizens once they get their vaccines they're they're done well but there's still this question about whether or not you can still transmit the vaccine. they're the not virus. gonna give a fuck but if, <laughs> if, the, if but if the regulations are still in place then i mean what do, you can't go to the grocery store if you don't have your mask on some grocery stores some, yeah i know yeah. that whatever but i'm just saying i think those i think it's more about it's going to be about being in public until we feel like we've reached herd immunity, like any of the other diseases that we get vaccinated for. Um, and there's a high confidence that the ma- vast majority of the population is going to be protected. Mm. Only then, I think, we'll be able to, you know, get rid of the masks and stuff when we're in public. But I think the most important thing from I don't give a shit if I have to wear a mask when I go to the grocery store. What am I losing? Like, who cares? I, I honestly think that should be normalized. Uh, that's when people have creepy. like the flu sure, or when people, people have a cold yeah. or something. Why not? You know, yeah. <laughs> I did not. This is the first year I did not get sick all 12 months. I was not mm. sick for anything. Not not a thing. You were. You had a yeah, cold. Early in 2020. Yeah. Maybe I had COVID. Maybe. Our daughter was sick too. But I didn't have anything. This yeah. is the first 12 month period. Yeah, I don't know how you dodged that. Her and I, they said that she had RSV. Because I washed the fuck out of my hands all the time. No, I'm saying this was in like January. Oh, I don't know. December, January. We both had a really bad uh, respiratory cold. Yeah, I don't know. Could have been COVID. But um, yeah, they weren't even testing for COVID at that point. They said she had RSV. Um, but yeah, I think the most important thing in terms of me, when I think of returning to normal, I think about like us being able to get together with you know, having our daughter play with her cousins and her friend and like having play dates and having our friends over for dinner and getting together for holidays and birthdays. Like that's the shit I care about. I don't care about wearing a mask to the grocery store. Well, uh, along the same lines of the first thing when it comes to office work and stuff, this is maybe, uh, in terms of the industry or in stock, um, bold prediction, zoom is going to try to fucking sell their company by summer. 
they're saying the writing's on the wall. No one's going to use us. Maybe when it comes to <laughs> interact, like maybe for office stuff, but that's yeah. it. Right, no one's going to be having virtual Zoom like game nights Was or it Jackbox. Is <laughs> Jackbox, gone. yeah. Well, they they probably made enough money to just like throw in the towel and walk away at this point. Zoom is going to go to Microsoft or Apple and say, "Which one do you want it?" Mm-hmm. I think or that's Facebook. what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. All that shit is going to slowly disintegrate well, I don't, see, I'm it's, not, it's I never feel gonna like, go away because skype never right. went away and we used it even before the pandemic i just think people are so much more comfortable with it that i think it will be normalized that when you want to talk to someone especially in a professional setting i feel like That's it's different. gonna be more common to have a zoom meeting than to have a conference call yeah it, that makes sense right so, so for professionally i don't think you're going to see again when you have to go into some and this could be for conferences Right, I don't think conferences are happening anymore. Oh, I do. No, uh, you mean post pandemic? Yes, I do. It's too expensive. When you can <sighs> you have the same result, you can put a slide on a Zoom meeting. Yeah, but people don't engage in the same way, especially if it's like that all the time. They don't care. It's about cost saving. People that are hosting these things. If you don't have to pay for people's flights, if you don't have to pay for people to stay in hotels, if you don't have to pay for people's meals and stuff, give a stipend for a meal or meals or gas why would you i know what you're saying but you're also coming from someone who doesn't do that type of stuff for your no work. i get it but if i'm it's very valuable to have those interactions those in person especially when it's like i mean yeah it is expensive i think and it's not really it's kind of funny coming for me because that would be a much greener option you know doing the virtual conferences but I think there's a lot of value to that. You, there's a lot of value in socializing with and networking with people that you don't often see in person. And I know I attended a few vir- virtual conferences this year and they were good. I think people did the best they could given the situation we were in, but it's just not the same. All right. Um, speaking of the industry, uh, one of the biggest hit industries um, have been the entertainment industry, specifically movies. Um, box office uh, numbers are sort of skewed because people aren't going to the movies and whatnot. I think now, you know, Warner Brothers, HBO, they've been doing this, um, just release it to HBO Max. So Wonder Woman 1984 mm-hmm. was just released. Right. Skip the theaters altogether. Well, it did. It was in some theaters. Oh, okay. But it was also just, if you want to watch it on HBO Max, go ahead. At the same time. Same thing with Soul. Disney movie right. that went straight to Disney I Plus. I don't know if it went to theaters, but it's right to Disney Plus. Mulan, right to Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Trolls 2, I remember that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, order it online. I think that's going to be normal. Yeah. I don't think... So there was this meme floating around, and I think it's legit. Um, people like us are going to get older, and we're going to talk to our grandchildren. We're going to say, no, I swear, there was a time where about 50 to 100 people were in this big room <laughs> watching movies on this giant 100-foot no, TV. I think that's going to come back. I don't and think that's going anywhere. Our grandchildren, whatever you say, Grandpa. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> sure there were. You know. No. No, I think it's going to be direct. No. Direct streaming. Streaming has become more prevalent now. And if you can get the movie right to you on a streaming service, I think the writing has been on the wall when it well, came to true. that. I mean, yeah. I guess... I feel like movie theaters wouldn't go anywhere. People are putting 70-inch uh, TVs in their house. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, people who can afford that. That's it's really not that luxury, expensive. But it's like 400 bucks. It's really not that much. I mean, to some people, that's a lot of no, money. No, I know. I'm saying four, you would imagine a 70-inch TV is like $800. Well, yeah, TVs are getting cheaper and cheaper. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess if it's available, then theaters will probably slowly dwindle. I mean, a lot of them probably, went. I'm sure, went out of business in 2020. Yeah. Um, but the ones that are left, yeah. I guess if if it's not an because ex- it was an exclusive thing, that was the only reason to go to a movie is because it was the only place you could see the new movie. Right. If that's not there anymore, then I can see it dwindling. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe the, if who makes that decision? Like, is it the the producers of the movie? Is it yeah. the people who own the theaters? Is it like no, no? The, yeah, they can decide whether to send it to whoever they sell it to. Yeah, yeah. like Warner Brothers or Disney, whatever. Right. They, if they're going to they put it the on decision. the services, or yeah. if they're going to release it to the movie, the theaters. Yeah. Disney has their own streaming service. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Right. And if people are hesitant to go back to like ease into That's normal activities, saying. then they're not going to do it right away. Yeah. And why bother? Right. If you could. When when a movie comes out, yeah, you have the anticipation to go to the movie theater because that's the only option. Right. If you yeah. if you don't have that option, yeah, I mean, maybe whole, some people it, want it the experience. Whole, right. It's a whole experience. But I th- I bet you the vast majority of people are like, I don't want to drag my kid into the and movie theaters. And the movies. It's expensive, and what my kid starts crying or pees his pants, and then this the movie. <laughs> at least when you're at home, you can just pause it, and right. you're just in your own element. Yeah. You know, and I think I just think it's more convenient. Yeah, I think that that's I, I you're right. I can see that happening. I think there are other forms of entertainment that cannot be replaced by that. Like concerts. Like concerts. Yeah. Live music and theater, like actual live performance theater. I I don't think we'll, I, like there have been some virtual renditions of things like Hamilton yeah. was on Disney Plus. Yeah, but that that was pre-recorded. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying like that's not the same as seeing it on Broadway. No, 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 no. So those things aren't replicated. Right, you're, what you're watching in the theater, in the movie theater for a movie, is the exact same thing you'll be streaming, right? Right. If you if you go to a concert or watch a concert on a streaming service, like a a copy, a DVD of a concert, that's not no. Necessarily I'm saying even like a, even a live stream. So you're right. Hamilton was pre-recorded and released. Like everyone's of, seeing the same Hamilton. Sure. Okay, so maybe so more live music or live production. Yeah, you can't replicate the, that. Yeah, it's yeah. not the same as being physically there. No, no, no. But I do think they'll offer along those lines. I do think you'll be able to buy a virtual ticket, right? So yeah. if there's a a concert in Providence here in Rhode Island, so they might do both. They'll have in person like normal, and then a streaming. But it will only be available. Uh, obviously, there are ways to get around this if you're a viewer, but you have to prove with a, a credit card with a Rhode Island zip code or whatever that. You're the only state that can watch this online. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. And obviously there are ways to pirate that. People will find ways to mirror it. But in terms, hey, you can come to this concert and pay $80 for the ticket, or you can buy the virtual one exclusive to people in Rhode Island only if it's the concert. I don't think they're going to care if it's people, if I, if people are going to give them money, why not just stream it? Yeah. 50 bucks. It's it's cheaper to do right. that at home then because you're not getting the full effect you don't get the right. sound you get there are limitations yeah i think you're gonna see that probably more maybe not a reliance on technology but more it's an option geared towards and, it's, and i think you're right I, from that perspective it's it's an opportunity for the theater or for the actors or the musicians to make more money and it's an opportunity for people who maybe normally couldn't afford to buy an actual theater ticket and drive and pay for the parking and do the whole right. thing 
pay for a babysitter or whatever, that they actually have the option of seeing this art. You yeah. know, the only thing you can't do that is sports. Yeah. Because well, everyone watch is watching TV the already. same thing, but you want to be there. You yeah. want to but experience sports being that. on TV is not new to 2020. Right. That's the only thing that's not repli- replicable. Right. Well, is- an audience, and I think that's true too of concerts and theater, like an audience. So for the movies, like you said, because it's a recorded thing, it's just something you're viewing, the audience is irrelevant. Right. But when it comes to theater, live music, sports, the audience is, is part of it. Right. Yeah. Um, also, I think that all these curbside touchless options are going to maintain, yeah. and they should. Yeah. Like picking up clothes. Like if you order something from Kohl's, for instance, I know because we've done this. You just let them know you're there. They'll come and drop it off in your in your car. Uh, same thing with groceries. I think all these things are going to maintain because it's again when it comes to at least for grocery, the grocery stop, the grocery store we shop at, at Stop and Shop. <laughs> Shout out to Chris and Sarah, Stop yeah. and Shop. Um, this carriage. This, yeah. <laughs> this uh, option of ordering your groceries online and coming to pick them up has apparently been around before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think these sort of options that have cultivated as a result of the pandemic will persist. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great for people like, I mean, people who aren't very mobile, maybe you, you know, have a cane or like you, whatever, like you um, have trouble in one way or another getting around. That's a good option for you or for people with young children to not have to, you know, get all your kids out of the car seat and trek them through the grocery store for an hour. Um, It's helpful to be able to just pull up and have your groceries loaded. And I mean, I think Target had already done it too, the whole drive up thing. And I I don't know. Yeah. I do think it will stick around. I think there's going to be a shift now that so many people have discovered those services if they weren't using them before and they realize how convenient it is. Yeah. I mean, I just hope the employees are being compensated. Uh, Same thing. With, appropriately. Yeah. DoorDash yep. or uh, Instacart yeah. or Grubhub. All these things that people are using to get their food. Um, for safety think, reasons, they're going to continue to do it for convenience. It, it's because it is more convenient. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, Uber Eats, all these things, mm-hmm. although they were around before the pandemic, now people are, it's almost second nature now. There's a sort of an Amazon effect to it where it's, you've been doing it for so long, that's your go-to. Yeah. Right? So when we need new shit, we're just like, go to Amazon. Just get it yeah. on Amazon, right? And Well, we go to smile.amazon. Yeah, whatever. We're not alone. <laughs> we try to make it a little bit better that we're not, we're not shopping alone. locally. But I bet even when things go back to normal, just go to Instacart. I know. Just go to DoorDash, but go to at, whatever. On the other hand, I feel like there's also been more of a focus being put on shopping local and supporting local businesses yeah. and small businesses. So I think, yes, on the one hand, we've shopped more on Amazon than we ever have before because of the convenience. Because it's like if we realize we need something, it's better to get it on Amazon. You get it the next day or two days later without having to go into a store. I got you. And, but it, it's for a safety thing. But for local small businesses who we feel like we can shop there safely and it's not a time sensitive thing i think people have been making much more of an effort to do that whenever they can and i hope that continues bold prediction trump's gonna start his own news network (laughs) yeah from jail but he's not gonna go to jail he'll he's got his lawyers are too good the real lawyers not giuliani (laughs) 
<laughs> the real ones that do the work. The ones at Four Seasons Total Landscaping? Yeah, no. <laughs> I think he's going to start his own news network. I don't know. I think he's going to face some some criminal charges. We'll see. I don't know if it'll go anywhere. That's my hot take. You didn't that... see the thing that happened today? What now? Uh, Georgia's governor, I think that's who it was. There's a recording. Either oh, of Trump asking him to make sure that there are imploring votes. Imploring him. Yeah. yeah. I need 11,780 votes. You need to find him. Yeah, find the votes to yeah. tilt the election and in his favor. And apparently that's, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, how can he not? Get, I mean, I know how he cannot. I get it. Like, I know that he's a very powerful person who's very manipulative. And I, I, I get it in my rational brain. But, like, I also just feel like, <laughs> how can this actually keep happening like it, how can someone get will. away with so many things it just will i, I don't know um i also think he's going to get banned from twitter oh yeah i think so too entirely um also um i do think climate change is going to be taken more seriously this year based on what based on the the new administration coming in um, and I know that doesn't sway people on the right, but I do think people on the right are going to realize that it's more financially beneficial for them to start caring about uh, climate change. And th- there is a green movement, mm-hmm. and it is sort of financially beneficial for big companies to have some sort of, oh, we're green, it's hip, it's in, and that's sort of disgusting in and of itself to just use that for a marketing ploy. But at the same time, I'd rather that than nothing at all, Yeah. right? So I do think people are going to start waking up to, to that for better or for worse, and we're going to be moving more toward, this year in particular, more towards a green, uh, a, I don't want to say economy, but more towards green initiatives um, than previous years. Yeah, I mean, I think once the pandemic slows down uh, and isn't the only thing in the headlines, and once Trump is out of office and not constantly in the headlines, hopefully, yeah, I think there'll be more more space for climate change to reemerge. I mean, I think we talked about this at the last as episode. A focus, like, you mean. yeah, that's yeah. what I mean as a focus because, like, we talked about how 2020 we entered into 2020 talking about the Australia fires and right. like. Then there were all the fires in California this year, and there's been so many hurricanes and these superstorm events. And um, I feel like normally we would have talked about those things for a lot longer, and maybe it would have sparked a little bit more momentum in the in the arena of climate change. But everything else going on, I think, kind of overtook it. There's just so many things happening. But I agree. I think maybe with the new administration, there's sort of a fresh start. There's tangible goals that have already been laid out, like within the first hundred days, um, that address that issue and having having to rebuild the economy is almost i don't want this to come off the wrong way it's almost like an opportunity to integrate the climate change piece and the green energy piece like as we're working towards rebuilding the economy we have an opportunity to kind of insert these other policies and other regulations that will help move us in that direction yeah so I, i i can see that happening i mean i hope it does it's we have a really long way to go but not a lot of time so do you have any that you'd like to give? My only one <laughs> is a personal one. This sure. is a really bold prediction. All right. I'm going to get good at Instagram. Okay. <laughs> For anyone who knows me knows that that is okay, very bold. Boomer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I am 
such a boomer when it comes to technology and social media. And I think in general, I feel like we've kind of always come across pretty critical of social media and the negative things that it brings to the table. For personal. Yes. Not for a business or something you're promoting. Yes, absolutely. So I'm saying for us... You know, we've talked about really early on. I think one of our first episodes was about it was our, first our first episode was about yeah. how we don't um, put our pictures of our child on social media, um, and we're, we approach it very carefully. And neither of us is super active on social media for personal things, um, but we recognize the value um, in using that as a tool for this project and to connect with other people and this is social media right basically yeah Yeah, exactly so um yeah i think we've had some really good interactions on social media we've met some really great people that if we weren't on social media we wouldn't have otherwise um and just the you know the renewed focus on interacting in that way um and growing our network for the podcast i think i'm just gonna I'm going to try harder, especially and also Facebook has been really kind of shitty to to interact for the podcast. Like yeah. it's just been giving us a lot of technical issues. So um, I'm going to try to act cool and hip and get good at Instagram. All right. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, mine is, you know, each quarter. I've talked about this in the beginning. Each quarter we have a thousand downloads. Mm-hmm. So March, we should have four thousand at that point. Right. I want by December to have 10. Okay. Maybe if I get good at Instagram. That's what I'm saying. It will coincide <laughs> with that. Right. So that will beat our quarterly average of 1,000. Yeah. Right. So at that point, mm-hmm. yeah, shoot for 10. By the All end right. of 2021, let's, let's shoot for 10. Um, and lastly, Bills are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Is that your bold prediction? The Jays will make it to the World Series. Wow. And the Raptors will tank I knew and have you were a fire say that. sale. <laughs> yeah. They will tank and have a fire sale. Well, they had their year. Yes. You know, they, yeah. Uh, I no longer do that podcast, but I think that's what they should do. <laughs> um, but yeah, Blue Jays will make it to the World Series. The Bills will win the Super Bowl and the Raptors will tank. And when the Bills do win a Super Bowl, <laughs> we can put this on Instagram, I will put myself through a table. Y- you yeah, you really want to do that. I know you do. Well, I have to. I know. I got to get a pair of Zubas. And I yeah. have to get a Josh Allen jersey. I know. Got to find them. They're all sold out. Mm-hmm. If anybody listening to this <laughs> has a spare size medium men's <laughs> blue Josh Allen jersey, send it my way. Yeah. Just send it to me. Contact us we'll, for so, free. So Bills win the Super Bowl. Yep. And I win our Bachelor Fantasy League. No, Got it's it. not. No, yep. I'm, I'm going to win. But I already won. Yeah. So you're just like the Raptors. This year you're going to tank. No, it's no. Yeah. I'm going to win. Uh-huh. It's over. Yep. You're the Raptors. I'm the Bills. You got any <laughs> other bold predictions? Or are you good? No, that's all I had. All right. So if you have any bold 2021 predictions that you'd like to share with us, we'd love to hear them. Or if you have any New Year's resolutions that you want to share or anything regarding 2021, how you feel about it, what, you sh- what is your outlook, please share that with us. Um, and again, if you've liked what you've heard, please subscribe to the show. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts fixed from, we are there. Looking right now at our top 10 most downloaded episodes for the year 2020. Do you want to know what our number one episode was? 
You'd be surprised. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Climate change was our number really? one episode wow. of 2020. Well, maybe Cancel we'll, maybe, culture okay, was okay. number two. Huh. I was going to say, maybe we can revisit climate with the new administration policies. Fat acceptance was number three. Wow. 90s was number four. Mm-hmm. Rhode Island was number five. Mandela, number six, tied with Rhode Island, but there was just a little bit more uh, interest in Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. Toxic masculinity, number seven. Here's to all the dads, number eight. Masket or casket, number nine. And number 10, so you want to have a kid, huh? (laughs) Those are our top 10 downloads of 2020. Mm -hmm. So we appreciate the support. If you would like to dabble into those episodes, feel free to dig into the archives and just look around. Look, we have a lot of other topics that if you find them interesting or they tickle your fancy or whatever, feel free to listen to them. They're all timeless. They are not dependent on when they were released. So please give them a listen. And uh, and you give... can check our Instagram highlights oh, yeah. for some clips. <laughs> Cindy did update the uh, the Instagram, so yeah. it looks a little cleaner we're in terms there. of our, what are they called? Highlights. Highlights. Yeah. They're still under construction, but they're they're getting there. I don't fucking know. (laughs) Just a bunch of icons. Speaking of our social media, you can uh, interact with us about the year 2021 by visiting our socials. Yes. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash while she's snapping on Instagram, which is our going to be our preferable platform this year um, at while she's snapping on Twitter at she's napping pod. Let's not even mention the Twitter. Yeah. yeah, It's like not going anywhere. That was your thing. I've never been good at Twitter. Sure. Um, uh, we do check our email though if you want to email us at while she's napping at gmail.com hit us up uh, feel free to interact with us feel free to let us know what you think about 2021 what are we talking about next week you want to do toxic individualism is that what you want yeah, to yeah that's talk? a new thing that I just started reading about I think it's connected to all the talk we've done about Fuck it. COVID and masks and whatever maybe how people are going to approach 2021 and the beginning of the end of the pandemic so yeah sure let's you want to talk that. about that yeah and then after that so that would be the 11th we release that episode and then the 18th you want to talk about the inauguration yes the week of the inauguration all right so we got some scheduling yeah. to do and until then uh we didn't mention our listeners uh resolution so until then you can look forward to uh lowering your cholesterol yes one of our listeners <laughs> resolutions um getting your vaccine yes mm-hmm asap yep um and <laughs> one of our our good friends wants to get his gains back <laughs> from doing lifting, all bro. running this year and learn to sail yep yep lift heavy <laughs> five uh five sets each set 10 reps mm-hmm. lift heavy that's what or i or just you know sailing in the wind will really get those, <laughs> those yeah. arms working <laughs> don't hit other boats yeah That's all you need to do. Hot take, 2021. (laughs) Till next week. See ya. Bye.